everybody, uh, this is Doctor Incorporated bringing you the truth about employed physicians. Um, we are about to start um, a two-part series on the $400,000 target that doctors have on their back from the Biden administration. I originally created this podcast slash vlog um, under the idea that I would present it in one whole, but it turns out there's a lot to talk about. And so um, we're going to actually break this into two parts. One is kind of a review of what the Biden proposal um, is in terms of how it affects doctors' lives and taxes. And I'm going to look at that through the filter of a doctor who earns $500,000, has two children, has a doctor's home, and um, is charitable in terms of uh, the money they give away each year. And, uh, and really start to walk through what this uh, proposal means to uh, somebody in that category. And then the second part of this presentation is going to deal with the specific tax strategies that you can make um, as an employed doctor that help reduce your tax liabilities when it comes to this proposal. So there'll be two parts of this. Um, the first part will be about the actual Biden administration proposal in a little more nitty gritty details. And then the second will be about um, responses or changes that you can make that help reduce your overall tax liability. So tune into this two part series and enjoy um, right here from the island of Kauai. Hey, good day, everybody. This is Dr. Incorporated bringing you the last installment of the truth about employed physicians from the island of Kauai. It's time for me to wrap up my business trip here and our remote broadcasting that we've been doing. And today we're going to pick up a subject that I think is coming on the radar of a lot of doctors, and that is the $400,000 target that the Biden administration has placed on our taxes. There's a lot kind of involved in this um, new proposal that's being uh, debated by Congress right now. And I want to take a few minutes to kind of walk through that and what that means to you as a doctor, because quite honestly, a lot of my listeners are going to fall into the category that uh, Biden has uh, targeted. Um, and some of you are thinking, what can we do to avoid those taxes and to save some of our money, leave it in your pocket? Um, and not have to give it to the government. <clears throat> so let's let's start by um, just covering a few items that really uh, come with this. First of all, um, doctors with our high, high income and our growing W-2 status as employed physicians are really easy pickings for almost every political party that really needs to do three things in terms of what our government does. Um, those three things are we need to... Um, identify money to pay for the spending programs that each political party wants to have to make our country better. I'm all for making our country a better place to live in, and I'm all for this all the way around. Um, but they need money to do this, and they're going to try and identify people like you and I who are high income earners to do that. Number two, um, we have a lot of national um, debt that has a growing uh, large amount of interest on it and somebody has to pay for that growing national debt. Um, that's you and I or big corporations that have to uh, do this. And then there's the refilling of the shrinking Social Security Fund that we all know is likely to go bankrupt in the future years if we don't do something to 
um, refill it. The money to do all three of these things, the um, spending programs, the uh, paying our national debt, and the refilling of the Social Security Fund has to come from somewhere. Um, and uh, to be honest, um, it's the large corporations and the high income earners, earners that are likely to be the targets, uh, just like Biden's proposing. I'm going to start out our segment by sharing with you uh, through the eyes of an example um, what this tax proposal would do. Um, I want to pretend that you're an employed W-2 doctor who earns $500,000 a year, who have a doctor's house mortgage, um, and uh, makes about a 10% charitable contribution each year to the charities of your choice, um, and have two children. If uh, all those things hold true, and we apply those elements to the new tax proposal being proposed by the Biden administration, you would pay $23,000 more in taxes um, this next year. Um, that's primarily due to the changes in the income taxes and the Social Security wage taxes, but also due to um, some changes in the itemized deduction limits. It's very important for you to understand um, what this means and kind of some of the strategies that you might be able to deploy um, by really digging deep into and unpacking the specific elements of this proposal. So let's jump into that. Um, and at the end of this um, talk, we'll talk a little bit about the things that you can do to make changes in your current financial structure to maybe strategize and eliminate some of your tax liabilities based on this proposal. First of all, let's talk about income taxes. You have to understand that you have a target on your back because there's an ethical principle that is in play for Americans in general and our American government and our democracy, and that is um, it's expected that the rich are going to pay more than their fair share of taxes in the U.S. This is just a general, generally accepted principle that is true for our country, um, and uh, it's a reality, and that's why that $400,000 target's been placed on your back. Doctors are in the top 2 to 5% of earners in the U.S. based on the adjusted gross income of $220,000 to $540,000 of income. That puts you in the two to, top 2 to 5%, believe it or not. The top 1% of earners in our country earn $540,000 or more, and this represents 21% of the earned income in the U.S., that pays for 40% of the income tax. So basically, the more money you earn, the greater proportion of income taxes you're going to pay compared to the rest of the population. The sweet spot when it comes to um, earning money and paying taxes, it turns out in our current system, is if you earn between 115,000 to 218,000. Those folks um, pay um, or earn about 11% of all the income in the United States and pay about 11% of all the income taxes in the United States. If you're below that mark, you're likely earning a um, percentage of income that's lower than the upper income earners and paying less than your share of taxes compared to the upper income earners. So doctors, the fact of the matter is you're in the upper echelon and they're, you're therefore going to pay more than your fair share of taxes. 
the proposal from the Biden administration is to increase the W-2 single taxpayer who's married and filing jointly from the current 37% rate to 39.6% rate. Using the $500,000 adjusted gross income annual income as our example, you would pay $4,000 more annually in the Biden's proposal compared to your current state of taxes. Your effective tax rate would increase by 0.8%. I will note that this does not include state taxes, um, which depends on your location, how much state taxes are when it comes to income. For instance, in New York and California, which are the largest, you pay anywhere between 10 to 12% of your um, income is go, goes to state taxes as well. If you want to know exactly how much you would pay um, based upon your current um, income with the Biden proposal, you can go to a website called the Omni Calculator, um, which allows you to um, plug in your numbers and plug in your information, and it'll tell you exactly how much um, you currently pay in taxes approximately and how much you would be likely to pay in taxes under the Biden administration. That's a nice little calculator you can find online that is um, helpful um, and is a good resource if you want to kind of estimate what that's going to be for you. In the, in the, again, in the case of the example I gave, if you earn $500,000, you're going to pay about $4,000 more in income tax. Not a huge amount, but a fair amount and one that is enough to um, say be equal to a vacation you might go on and so it's worth kind of being aware of this. The next target that the Biden administration has placed um, is on um, corporate tax rates for C-Corps. Now for a lot of you doctors you're going to tune out at this point because you're going to think this doesn't apply to you because that's really for large businesses which are the people who typically employ you um, and they currently represent about 20% of all businesses in the U.S., the C-Corps. But they actually generate four times the income that the small businesses do. That's why they are the prime targets. They are the income generators in our country. S-Corps, or LLCs, and partnerships are not being ignored in this tax proposal from the Biden administration. But they're not the big money banks that the C-Corps are. Um, and so currently, S-Corps and LLCs uh, pay a pass-through tax for the owners of the LLC and S-Corps and partnerships at about a 20% tax rate. But there's some discussion about phasing this out um, for pass-through income if you earn more than $400,000. So um, if you're in an S-Corp, LLC, or partnership, just be aware that there's some debate going on at this time about the potential for you to pay more than 20% of those pass-through taxes um, in small corporations or small businesses. Currently, the proposal is to increase the uh, flat tax rate for C-Corps from 21% to 28%, which would yield a large amount of income for the government to do their programs. It's a little helpful here to understand why this might be important to doctors or why this has some impact on doctors, and that is a generation ago, when the government last went after a doctor's high income, the more majority of doctors were in small business private practices and organized in corporations um, that were private practices that were often um, framed as personal service corporations. 
Um, at that time, the government had turned their attention to this group of high-income earners and small business people and began to crank down on their tax rate and increase it to 35%. This, along with the Stark Laws that came into play in the late 1980s, drove doctors into what we call safe harbors of employment, meaning the doctors left the high corporate business taxes of their small businesses um, and uh, turn those over to the large C corporations or healthcare employers to manage so that they could just simply cut, collect a paycheck. This mass conversion of doctors away from the small business structures is what allowed for a combination of business owners um, and business ownership and employee designations as the taxable entities. Now doctors were sequestered, that's you and I, into individual taxpayer status that most of you are very familiar with at this point, and that is you become a W-2 income earner as an individual taxpayer, um, or you become a 1099 self-employed business um, or a sole proprietor or a self-employed person, uh, however you want to designate that, but basically you receive a 1099 from the person that you're being paid by. If you're a doctor, in that case, would be a healthcare employer of some type. Um, and so whether you're a W-2 income earner or a 1099 individual tax earner, you um, are being sort of funneled into a tax situation that provides you with less maneuverability when it comes to managing your tax liability. So it's helpful to understand how you've arrived at this point, but the reality is that as an individual tax earner physician, you are having fewer and fewer options. And we'll get to that when we get to the end of this podcast, talking about some of the strategies you can make. But the truth is that once you've moved out of that small business structure, you've uh, lost a lot of options that you have for managing your taxes. So the Biden administration also has um, Social Security taxes on their uh, radar. Um, As I said, the Social Security fund is shrinking and dying. Um, and it has to be replenished and refilled in some way. The um, rich who make up 3 to 5% of the adjusted gross income earners in the country are an ideal target. They're the people who have some discretionary income that will help pay for the Social Security fund. Um, currently, you give about 12.4% of your earned income to the Social Security fund. That's 6.2% for the employer and 6.2% that comes from the employee. And this 12.4% is taken out of your paycheck until you hit the $142,800 mark. And then after this, there are no more Social Security taxes. The Biden proposal would keep this rate in place, but it would resume the 12.4% Social Security tax after your adjusted gross income hits $400,000. In essence, this would create a safe haven or donut hole for avoiding extra Social Security taxes if you keep your AGI between $142,800 and $400,000. So using our $500,000 income earning doctor as an example, you currently pay $62,000 of that income for Social Security taxes. Under the Biden proposal, you would have $12,000 $400 more removed from your income 
due to the Social Security taxes for a total of $74,400 that you'd be paying um, as part of that. That breaks down into $62,000 for the first $400,000 that you earn and for the next $100,000 that you earned over that $400,000, you're paying $12,400 more. If you're an individual taxpayer, especially a W-2 earner, you have very little ability to reduce this liability in any way whatsoever. In other words, you can't avoid it. Now, there's another element that's going to potentially affect you um, that, inv that involves some of the deductions. But before I get to that, I want to just pause here and help you understand that as a W-2 earner being employed by a large C corporation, as a doctor, you do have some options to reduce your tax liabilities when it comes to the income tax and when it comes to the Social Security taxes being proposed. That really involves you making a transition to your own small business S Corp or a PC that you would call Dr. X PC. Um, and if you make adjustments um, to that sort of business structure and then form a contract with your current employer into what's called an employee light or employment light contract or a PSA, you would have a lot more options when it comes to your taxable structures and your compensation to reduce your Social Security liabilities as well as your wages. Ultimately, you have much more maneuverability to limit your tax liabilities when your income flows through an S-Corp such as Dr. XPC. Now don't miss this critical point for employee doctors. And this is, this is one that took me a long time to figure out because I used to think that basically there was a why in the road, that either you were going to be an employee of a large C corporation or you're going to go into private practice and have your own small business or S corp. Um, I didn't think it was possible to be an employee of a large C corporation and yet still have your own small business structure called an, a PC. The truth of the matter is, through this relatively progressive and newer business structure called a, an employee light or employment light agreement that involves a PSA, you can have your cake and eat it too. You can be an employee of a large C corporation, but yet do that through the envelope of your own professional corporation. Employment doesn't mean you can't have your own PC or S corp is the bottom line. You can. And when you do that, you have a lot more opportunities to manage, manipulate, and flow your money through both your individual tax and income structures as well as your corporate one. Your employer and the government want you to believe that basically the only way to designate and receive your income is through a, as a W-2 or individual tax earner or as a 1099 individual tax earner. Um, but the reality is that you don't have to follow those um, traditional routes that doctors now follow all the time. In fact, so many doctors follow that traditional route of simply becoming an individual taxpayer, such as a um, 
W-2 or 1099 individual that they don't even know there is such a thing as a PC or an opportunity to form yourself into a small business structure that then can be contracted with the healthcare employer. Let me just real briefly here mention that Employment Light has many benefits to both the physician and the employer. It's not just about the physician, but it also, I think, benefits the employer. So first of all, um, Employment Light for the physician provides a greater professional autonomy and control over your life. Um, you have a greater um, retained household income through tax strategies and business structures in an Employment Light agreement because of the S Corp or Small Business Professional Corporation that you are able to um, create. You have a better lot, better individualized benefit programs in an employment light structure. You have increased retirement savings through wise business structurings. And one company that I like that really does a great job with modeling this is called Simply MD. Um, they uh, they have a great business structure for this employment light agreement PSA and and really know how to maximize your retirement savings through their programs. Um, you also um, can outsource a lot of this through a company like Sim Simply MD, who um, has an outsourcing agency that allows you to um, easily convert to an employment light program. An employment light program allows you to make no job change because it, it allows for an invisible transition um, with the same employer. And Employment Light is a great burnout preventer because it enhances the physician control over their own professional and personal life. Now, how does this um, Employment Light process help, a, help an employer? Because frankly, a lot of employers are afraid of this because they realize that in essence, they're giving you as a physician a little more autonomy and control over your life and they fear losing you in that process. But the reality is that the employer benefits because they have a greater physician recruitment retention through this program. In other words, this program leads to happier and more content doctors. And the happier and more content a doctor is, the more likely they are to stay where they are and the more likely they are to be productive for that employer. That is truly a win all the way around. Employers benefit because the organizational cost savings that occur through this program because now the benefits and expenses associated with paying for physicians are reduced because those benefits are now shifted to the responsibility of the doctor through their own business structure and their own small business um, program. In other words, the employer is not paying for the doctor's benefits. This also um, emancipates physicians from ERISA restrictions when it comes to employment retirement funding. The employer is no longer paying for the doctor's retirement, and now the doctor's retirement is being paid solely by their own small business corporation, which, by the way, allows the doctor in their small business structure to save a whole lot more for their retirement because the, the ERISA restrictions don't limit you quite as much in a small business structure. There's some nuances of that you have to sort through, but the reality is you have a greater potential to save a lot more money for retirement in a small business structure. Um, employers also um, are able to reduce their overhead expenses uh, because um, 
they basically are outsourcing a good portion of the um, expenses associated with physician employment to an agency company like Simply MD who can manage that for the employer for their employment light agreement employee. Um, the employers are able to maintain market share patients via this highly aligned physician employment model that's uh, basically is a pretty seamless transition for the employer other than now the doctor's paycheck is not issued to them as an individual doctor i.e. a W-2 it is issued to the doctor um, in a 1099 because it is sent to the doctor's PC um, and then that business um, is responsible for the taxes owed not the employer. Um, it also reduces physician burnout through a novel model that restores physician control over their lives while saving the employee money, employer money. This is basically what I would call a win-win relationship. So if you've not heard of employment light agreements or have not heard of employment light options, it's just a real quick uh, primer on that and I encourage you to uh, check that out online. There's a bunch of resources out there. Um, check out more information on our uh, website and our um, social media channels that talk about Employment Light. And if you want to just hit the easy button, go to simplymd.com and um, look at the agency like them who provides the services for doctors and helps them really organize themselves in a way and provides a lot more tax liability management options. So after that little um, semi-infomercial about um, employment light and um, taxes and so forth, let's come back to the Biden tax proposal. Um, they do also um, recommend or are uh, proposing that the, there be an increase in the capital gains taxes on appreciated assets, that be your taxable accounts and dividends. Um, in this proposal, uh, for those people who earn more than a million dollars, which is not most doctors, but it could be some of you doctors. Um, you, they recommend uh, an increase in the current tax rate of 23.8% to 43.4%. With state taxes being on top of this, in California that would add in 10 to 12%, uh, New York 10 to 12%. Um, but again, if you're using the example that we've talked about or the doctor earns $500,000 a year, this is not going to affect you. But itemized deductions is an area that will affect you. That being mortgage, that being mortgage int interest, charitable contributions, and state and local taxes up to $10,000. Um, right now, um, they're proposing um, a cap of 28% for these itemized deductions for those who are in the highest tax bracket. That would be you as doctors. For doctors, your mortgage interest deduction is the most likely deductive item in this crosshairs cap. Currently you can deduct 37% of each mortgage, mortgage interest dollar based upon your tax rate that is about to change to 39.6%. But based on this proposal, rather than allowing you 39.6 cents of each mortgage interest dollar, you'll be capped at 28 cents for every dollar. That's a big switch and a big loss with your tax deductions. In real dollars, let's do the math here, assuming you own a doctor's house that costs you $60,000 in mortgage interest per year, you would miss out on nearly $10,000 of income tax deductions for the year in that 
transaction. This translates to mean that you've lost nearly $6,000 of household income in your pocket that was transferred back to the government due to this change. This cap principle also holds true for charitable contributions. Uh, my wife and I really enjoy being able to um, give money to a host of charities, including our church. Um, and um, we typically are in the range of fifty dollars to $70,000 per year that we give away. It's just one of the things that we enjoy doing. And this new tax proposal would significantly place a cap on the deductions that we get from a tax standpoint when it comes to those charitable contributions. So let's use our example again, though. If you donated 10% of your net income to a charity annually, that would be $19,800 that you were donating um, in the example. This translates into you losing $2,296 of your household income that is now not transferred um, to you, but transferred back to the government. Again, pretty significant uh, loss that you would have out of your household income because of this change in the credit, so to speak, the government's giving you for making charitable contributions. A couple other areas that um, could potentially affect you as a doctor, one is childcare credits, and this one is more on the positive side. If you have children and deduct your eligible expenses, this, pro this proposal significantly raises the 20% you can deduct from $3,000 per child to $8,000 and from $6,000 to $16,000 for multiple children. So if you have two children, like our example um, demonstrates, you would have added $1,600 back into your pocket. So this Biden proposal is actually um, pretty favorable if you have a larger family that you um, deduct some of the expenses for child care in your taxes annually. Estate and gift taxes also proposed to go um, up significantly. Currently, um, the state tax exemption would be reduced back to, to its 2009 levels, which would be an individual estate tax exemption of $3.5 million and a gift tax exemption of $1 million. Currently, the estate and gift exemptions are both at $11 million per person. And so this is a pretty significant change um, that affects doctors and their high net worth. So again, the bottom line is, using our example of the W-2 employed doctor earning $500,000 and having a doctor's house mortgage and making charitable contributions with two kids, they're going to pay $23,000 and ninety-six more dollars on top of that to a total of $23,096 in taxes with this by proposal. That breaks down into paying $4,000 more in income tax, paying $12,400 more in social security tax, um, a questionable capital gains taxes and taxable investments and dividends based upon your current income status, $6,000 more in household income loss due to the reductions in your mortgage, and $22,900 $22,096 in household income lost due to lost deductions and charitable contributions. But you gain $1,600 back in child care credits, again, coming to a total of $23,096 total. Hey, friends, um, I kind of brought this 
first half to an abrupt end because I realized as I was doing it, um, it was taking a little longer than I anticipated for us to kind of walk through the proposed Biden administration's new tax laws and how it affects doctors who earn, earn over $400,000. And so um, we're going to uh, stop here after we've unpacked some of the particular elements of that tax proposal that has not yet been turned into law, but um, is definitely being debated by Congress at this time. And um, we're going to break this into a second session um, that you can tune into next week that talks about the different strategies that um, are involved with how you can reduce your tax liability based upon the proposal being, pla being placed by the Biden administration. There are some things you can do, and um, I invite you to tune in next week to hear a little more about those um, opportunities that, and adjustments that you can make. Thanks for listening to the first half. Um, it's not all doom and gloom, um, but there are certainly changes that you can make that will make a difference in putting money back into your household income rather than giving it to the government. So as it turned out... Um, this podcast and uh, vlog about the Biden administration $400,000 target on uh, doctors that taken place from Kauai was a little bit longer than I thought. So we're going to break it down into two parts. The first part you've already heard talking about really the particulars of that Biden proposal and what that means um, to an example of a doctor who makes $500,000, um, has a doctor's house, two kids, and makes charitable contributions. Um, and we're going to now unpack the second half of the podcast by really moving past that bottom line example and talking about the strategies that you can deploy to reduce your tax liabilities based upon this Biden proposal. Again, using that example, um, to summarize, you would be paying $23,096 more in taxes um, if you're a doctor earning $500,000, having two children, have a doctor's house, and make charitable contributions um, at, at about the 10% of your net income rate. And so... Um, Let's move into part two as we kind of uh, jump in and talk about recommended adjustments and strategies for your own tax liabilities. So here's the question you kind of want to know, likely, after all that blah, blah, blah. What can you do to save on taxes? And so... First of all, let me say that you can choose a more safe, a favorable safe harbor to practice medicine in. So just by making the switch in the safe harbor, i.e. the employment space that you choose to practice in, you can save on taxes. First of all, there's practice, you can practice geographic arbitrage. You can choose to work in an area where the cost of living is less, such as the Midwest and South, and have an income under $400,000 that can be stretched a lot further. So in other words, get paid a little bit less, but live in a, an area where that money goes further. Um, that's a real simple change to make. 
Another is choose to work in a state with lower tax liabilities for high income earners. California and New York are the worst spots, um, leveraging themselves at 10 to 12 percent for high, high income earners. But you can choose to work in a state where those tax liabilities are much less. You could transition to working for a private practice as a shareholder, i.e. an S corporation. So rather than working as an individual W-2 or 1099 employment for a large C corporation, you could move into private practice or join a group practice. This is a little bit riskier, but especially um, in the private practice business shareholder, you do have a lot more tax strategy options. So again, it's one of your options. You could also for a business like a professional corporation, I've mentioned that earlier, to funnel your personal medical side gigs through. In other words, you can form that PC not for your primary income source, but all the side gigs that you do could be funneled through that professional corporation, therefore re reducing some of your adjusted gross income. This will increase your tax strategy options and help you reduce your W-2 income from your employer and other sources. Keep in mind, if you do for a, a, a PC, though, that um, now your income through that PC will be distributed in two ways. One through a salary that you control in terms of the amount, and one through business distributions or dividends um, that you control as well. You could also form your own business and, quote, go off the grid. In other words, start a cash-only medical practice that operates outside of the traditional healthcare system. Functional medicine, personalized medicine, concierge medicine, or direct primary care, just a few examples and names that are being used today to do this. Doctors that do this often exchange a bit of lower income for greater control over their personal and professional lives and a better sense of well-being. While you might earn more than $400,000 in this business structure, most doctors don't. And therefore, this sort of transition is one that reduces a lot of your hassles with corporate health care and also allows you to reduce your tax liabilities to a large extent. Another option, rather than um, using more favorable terms in the current small safe harbor that you're in, is you can just simply adjust the sales that you're where you're at in the safe harbor that you're currently employed and do something different with your employment structure. This is my personal favorite and it's really what I did about 10 years ago. First of all, you can explore a deferred compensation plan with your employer in order to reduce your adjusted gross income. I recommend you review this as a professional with a professional familiar with how it will work and how it can be parsed into your current tax situation, but it is one option for you. The second is you can negotiate for compensation that you currently do for free. This is what I call extra income that will really help offset the higher taxes you're paying through this Biden proposal. Be aware though, by adding in this extra income, the net may not be as beneficial as you think, but it certainly is an option because there's a lot of things that doctors do uh, for free when they could be getting paid for it. In my case, as an example, I added an ER hospital call pay. Um, I negotiated a rate for this separately for adult care, a pediatric and newborn care, and OB care based on a fair market value hourly rate. 
in a rural location. I knew my hospital would have to expensively outsource this if our small group didn't cover it. And I um, understood my leverage points when it com came to this. And this alone increased my annual compensation by around $40,000. Medical directorships is another opportunity for you to earn a little more income through your employer by some of the stuff you're currently doing free. Um, uncompensated leadership in your clinic is um, often overlooked by doctors. Um, for instance, um, you may be overseeing the on-site lab, or you might be involved in team leadership or supervising students and residents. Or perhaps you serve within the governance structure of your employer's um, um, physician governance structure. Your time and credentials are worth something here. I added $4,000 to my income as a sports medicine director, for example, that I had been doing as a volunteer for the prior 20 years. And then there's supervision. Are you being asked to supervise extenders like PAs or NPs? By seeking compensation for this, you're able to add some additional income. I was able to add in $5,000 annually with this line item alone. Another option is for you to form your own personal corporation or professional corporation called Dr. XPC. You can funnel the above medical side gigs with your employer into this small business structure. And that can very easily um, provide some great tax structure for you as well. For example, my um, local nursing home that I worked for for years, I became their assistant director. And by doing that, I be began to earn $12,000 in income in that side gig that I was able to funnel through my PC. But I think the most powerful transition you can make is by turning your primary job um, into an employment line agreement through your PC by, by changing from the traditional employment contract that you're currently in. This is called a PSA, or Personal Services Agreement. When you make this transition, now your employer pays their checks to your PC and not to you individually. Now your PC pays you a W-2 salary at an agreed upon fair market rate. And here's a pro tip. I recommend that you pay yourself on the lower end of that spectrum as a method for reducing your income tax exposure while simultaneously negotiating the maximum comp compensation from your PC with your PSA to that employer. Um, that gap between what they're paying you and what you're paying yourself leads to a whole lot of income opportunities for your small business that then provides a lot of opportunities for funding a number of things, including retirement through your small business structure. Now you have multiple business and tax strategies when you form your own small business. And again, this is not a traditional private practice model that you can use to enhance your financial position of your household. The three primary ways that you improve the financial position of your household through this small business PC structure is, Number one, retained income. The cash flow in this process leads to more income in your home in a tax-favorable manner. In the end, it's like getting a raise because, frankly, you get to keep more money in your household. There's some wise business structuring that's behind that process. 
Um, and unless you understand some of that business structuring, you are not likely to arrive at that retained income. And so I encourage you to consult with a business professional to help you in that. Again, Simply MD is a great company for doing that business structuring. Number two, you have increased retirement funding through your own small business. Um, in the small business bubble, the restrictions are not limiting how much you can um, place in your retirement funds. For instance, in my case, I was able to sock away four times the amount in my 401k cash balance plan than I could with my prior C-Corp traditional employment arrangement. Um, this is a significant amount of retirement savings for me, um, and it would be the same for you, most likely. And then lastly is tax savings. This transition lowered my federal effective tax rate to between 13 to 16% annually. Now that sounds a whole lot better than the current effective tax rate of 23 to 25% that is due to go up based upon the Biden proposal. Buried within this is a significant lowering of my taxable income individually while paradoxically, paradoxically increasing my household income. Let me say that again. In this business model, individual and small business structure, I'm able to increase my household income while at the same time reducing my tax exposure. That seems like an impossibility, yet it is possible. For instance, specifically in my case in 2019, my W-2 salary, if supplied by my C-Corp employer, would have cost me 68751 in federal taxes. But in my small business PC structure, that same income resulted in $57,134 in, tax, in taxes. The federal tax savings in that structure was $11,627 alone. How? That's the secret sauce of small business strategies and is beyond the scope of this podcast to fully explain to you. But most of you are looking for the easy answers, not the small business answers, not the complex transitions that I've talked about, although quite honestly, changing to an employment light agreement is a pretty simple transition, especially when you outsource that to um, another agency. But most of you are looking for the easy answer, that you want to remain in your current safe harbor, your current employment, and you want to, you want to adjust your personal finances to simply reduce your taxable income. Um, and your tax liabilities. And as a W-2 or 1099 individual tax earner, there's a few things you can do um, that will help reduce your um, adjusted gross income, perhaps below the $400,000 mark. There's not a lot, but there's a few. So here we go. First of all, you can reduce your above-the-line income. Hopefully most of you are already doing this, but the, um, you can max out your um, health savings account contributions. Um, you can max out your traditional IRA, IRA contributions, and you can max out your 401k, 403b, and 457 plans with your employer. All of these have some tax efficiencies to them that allow you to reduce your adjusted gross income above the line. Next, you can optimize and track your potential deductions. Again, some of these are under, under target by the Biden administration, but currently there's a lot of opportunities here for you. First of all, charitable contributions. Be charitable, be generous with your income, and by doing so, you can reduce some of your tax liabilities. So I call that again a win-win. You help somebody else and you help yourself in the process. 
Your primary home mortgage deduction can also be um, um, used to reduce your adjusted gross income. Medical, medical expenses, side hustle business expenses, home office deductions, all of these can be um, used to reduce your adjusted gross income. I encourage you to, to speak to your tax planner or accountant though about these because there's a lot of specific nuances that the government places on these to um, make sure that you're following specific elements of the code to get the tax credit. And again, over the past many years, these have shrunk and shrunk and shrunk, and the requirements have become increasing and increasing and increasing, and therefore making it more difficult to really allow you to gain um, any true deductions in these departments. The last thing I'll mention is get married or have children, because as it turns out, the tax code favors this type of behavior. So if you're on the fence, um, this might be a good year to choose to get married or start a family because it's going to benefit you in the long run when it comes to the tax code. Just simply be aware, um, listeners, that as an individual taxpayer, that being W-2 or 1099, your menu of options to reduce your individual tax liability is shrinking every year. In many regards, you have a target on your back as a, as a high-income earner with little, with little maneuverability. You are easy pickings for every political party's need for their spending programs, for paying off the national debt, and for refilling our shrinking Social Security fund. Doctors, you need to be proactive, not reactive when it comes to this. So um, think through where you're at in your own situation, um, and uh, I encourage you to make some changes in your current uh, life financial situation and structures to reduce your tax liability because changes are coming and a target's on your back. Well, I'm glad you've tuned in uh, for this final session from Hawaii. Um, a lot to think about here, a lot that was covered, and I hope that um, maybe you've learned some things along the way that would be beneficial for our group to learn from as well. So I invite you to give me your questions in regards to this. I invite you to give me your comments, uh, maybe insights or experiences you've had that have made a difference in, uh, in how you've organized your taxes and tax liability plans, um, or maybe what your thoughts are about um, this new tax proposal from Biden. Maybe you think it's fair and right and, and there's no changes that need to be made. Anyhow, I'm interested in your comments. I hope you have a great week and uh, tune in again um, to uh, the truth about employed physicians. Let me also just add a side note here. I encourage you to share the site, um, the social media channel, um, whatever way you're accessing um, our, um, our communications, whether it be the blog, um, the YouTube or the Facebook site. and. Um, and share it with others because uh, we're trying to get the message out. We're trying to build this community. And I really appreciate your efforts in trying to help us uh, grow this community where we can be mutually supportive of one another. Take care of yourself. This is Dr. Incorporated signing off from Hawaii.